This is Comics Coast to Coast. Everybody, this is Brian Dunaway, and you're listening to Comics Coast to Coast, episode 344, the Neil Coney interview. Before we introduce Neil, let's go over here and talk to Joel Duggan, who I hear is a bit cold. Joel? A little bit. A little bit. There's there's this thing <laughs> called a polar vortex, and then there's also a large country called Canada that is inside mm. the polar vortex, and so most of the eastern part of the country is frozen solid. Interesting. See, that's the, we don't. This is the first time I've ever even heard about a polar vortex. I, here I sit in my mid forties, and I sit stooped over, and I've never even really heard about a polar vortex, or I've forgotten one of the two. But uh, so, how freezing cold are we talking? Uh, Sub zero. Uh, so there, it is curr- currently minus seventeen centigrade. So oh. for, th- for those of you in the U.S., that's one and a half degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, that's oh, that's not so cold. I thought it was like, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I was uh, minus seventeen. Water freezes uh, at zero, Brian. <laughs> whatever. You're not water. You're not water. Shut right. up. I was worried about you. All right. Also with us is uh, Matthew Desharm and Matt Wad. Did I mention that Joel Duggan does StarcrossedOnline.com and Forge Publishing? Besides freezing his Takukas off, he also does those things. So check those out. Uh, Matthew Desharm is with us as well. Matt, how are you? I am uh, not quite as freezing. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down south, so I, I didn't really get the polar vortex. It's coldish. Beh, whatever. I got this. No problem. Let's bring our guest on, Neil Coney. If you haven't seen Neil's work, you can head over to Coney.com. That's K-O-H-N-E-Y.com. Check that out. Hey, Neil, welcome to the show. Thank you for taking the time to sit down with us. Yeah. Hey, we, we we had a little false start here early in the year. Uh, we were going to interview you earlier than this, but things happen. Polar vortexes, new jobs, all that kind of crazy stuff. Uh, but we are so glad you can be our first interview of 2019. Right. Is that exciting? That's exciting. It's exciting to me. Right. So, Neil, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Uh, well, I am from Southern California, so luckily well outside of the polar vortex. Right. We do have rain, though, which is unusual and very scary for us. Uh, <laughs> I'm a storyboarder for Pencilmation, a YouTube animation series, and cartoonist for The Other End, my personal never-ending pet project. <laughs> personal never-ending. That yeah. I, I, I love that idea. So in your description... Uh, you 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 describe yourself in the comic, I believe, to a to a lesser degree. You've been making comics since you was a weird, awkward kid, and uh, so are you still that awkward kid, or have you have you grown up since then? Oh well, uh, I'm almost certainly, probably, yeah, that that awkward kid. I can't drive though, and buy ice cream <laughs> anytime I want, so that's right. I'm going out ahead, I guess. That's, that's good. That's good. So so how much? Of that experience growing up, being that outcast, that awkward kid, how much is of that is in the other end? Uh, it can it can depend. Like some some of the time, it's the comic is one hundred percent coming from my childhood, from all that. But like, well, quite frankly, half the stuff would just horrify awkward <laughs> kid Neil. 
<laughs> love it. So, so that so tell us a little bit more about the other end. I love the title. Where where did where did that come from? Uh, the other end. That that came from like three years of just coming up with different titles that I loved, and then I found something else was called that. Oh uh, no! So yeah, yeah. It just I I don't even remember anymore where it came from exactly. Just a right. lot of time of thinking. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about coming out. Well, it, it, you know, part of art is leaving something open to interpretation for the reader and the viewer. And when I see the other end, I see a, a bit of hope in otherwise a, you know, a, a rough ride. So while I'm reading the comic, I'm also putting that in my head that, hey, you know, on the other end, everything's going to be fine because Wait, I need that. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted, I wanted something kind of vague and I really loved it's obviously similar to the far side and yeah. mainly what I wanted, like that was inspiration only because I love the idea of like the far side being like, it almost sounds like a place. So right. I kind of wanted something like that. Like it sounds like all these comics could be happening in just some vague nebulous place. Right. So, right. The other end. That's- yeah. Yeah. That that's totally inspired from naming conventions from the eighties, Bloom County. Also, right. one of my favorites yeah, of the far cool. side. Mm-hmm. Love all that well, stuff. It has a vaguely Twilight Zones flavor. <laughs> that's, that's another one that uh, inspired me. I, I played with the Twilight Zone for a while, like things that were more directly inspired, but they all sounded too creepy. So, <laughs> <laughs> Right. And I mean, the comic itself is I'll tell you I was telling you I was telling Neil before the show I don't think Matt and Joel were here yet this was uh, what drew drew me to your work uh, was the fact that I, I I read some of the comics and I laughed out loud I don't often laugh out loud I usually can predict timing and uh, your timing is just a little bit off for me that it oh, makes me laugh kind of like the far side used to do yeah that's very intentional and that's a great that's the the greatest compliment to cartoonists can receive yes laugh out loud yes i have lol'd lots of loved your comic <laughs> you gotta love it so all right so when did you start the other end when 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 this go when this come about uh it kind of i guess high school is kind of the the origin of it i just kind of scribbled stuff in my notebook paper and then in college i started like drawing it more like drawing the same ideas, but a little better. And then I right. started that online, and then it just snowballed from there. Mm. Yeah, but do you have a game plan? You say it's, it's going to stick around forever, this pet project. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't really have a game plan. I I can't imagine ever stopping. I might not have a schedule forever, but right. I kind of feel like even if I become a billionaire, I'm going to be like Macarena, like how he just keeps <laughs> drawing life in hell forever. Right. Always do it. So that's kind of that's kind of where I see it going. It's even better when you have money. Yes. It has, oh, yeah. yeah. It has to be. So let's talk about the schedule for a minute. I, I went back to the archives on your on the website, Coney.com. Uh, uh, it goes back to 2014. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I've, I perused that. I noticed that the schedule uh, seemed to change over time. It looked, looked like you were really uh, killing yourself there at the at, at near the beginning, maybe. Um, yeah. Yeah, so so what's on my site actually is only after a relaunch I did about a year ago. Mm. Um, so you can I, I 
I got like really sick of all the old high school ideas. Right. So I just wanted to get rid of all those, start with a clean slate. But with the schedule, I started out like doing, I started trying to do once a day um, back when I first started. And that actually lasted way longer than it should have. I was doing right, once, right. once a day, once a day. Um, and then got married, had a kid, was like, yeah. do this all the time. So. I dropped down to three days a week. Yeah, that that's more comfortable, not only for you, but I think for the readers as well, because, uh, you know, growing up, it sounds like you grew up during growing up on comics from the 80s and and probably before uh, it, it was always expected that the syndicated cartoonists would do it, you know, uh, you know, six days a week, at least, if not seven. And uh, that that was great when that was your only job. Uh, just that just doesn't seem to be the, uh, the the thing anymore. So trying to trying to compete with not only the internet and trying to compete with those uh, those heroic figures of days past uh, is 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 I think is uh, I think that's something we shouldn't do as cartoonists in in the internet age unless you can. Yeah, I, yeah. when I was right. in when I was in college, I could do it easily. Like, and the year right. after, it was like it wasn't a big deal. I mean. I spent a lot of time on it, but it wasn't killing me where like more recently, if I tried to keep up that schedule, I probably would die. So, right. You would die and you'd hate the comic and it would just, it wouldn't be good. So I'm glad it sounds like you found a peaceful, a Zen kind of place uh, with the other end. I love that. Hey, I'll tell you another thing too. We talked about um, the far side and Gary Larson. um, I, I love the far side, but I'll tell you it wasn't, until I got the collections that I realized that every far side comic wasn't hilarious. I had, I had these rose colored glasses for years that every single far side comic was just gold. And, uh, not until I got the collection and started reading, I'm like, wow. And it's like, he maybe like gets like one, maybe a week or so, maybe two or three, but, and then every once in a while I hit a big, a big chunk of really good ones. But a lot of them are just kind of like, eh, eh, eh I'm not even laughing. It's good, yeah. but eh. It is. It is when you draw a comic every week. When you make those collections, you can start narrowing down, which makes it makes it right. easier. <laughs> I think that's Excellent. part of the process too. Like I, I would much rather a cartoonist draw a few comics a week and then choose the best one to post, kind mm-hmm. of curate their own work rather than me expecting them to do three to five times a week and asking them to put out just content, you know, like, the, yes, there's going to, you're still going to see that one good one, but you're also going to see the filler stuff. And, and I think that's just par for the course of like the unfortunate level that the internet has as far as an expectation goes for consuming content. And mm-hmm. there just, there seems to be this like, you know, either weekly or daily or whatever. And people just seem to want more and more and more. And I, I find more and more, I'm trying to, I guess, educate, you know, people that are following either my work or other people's work and saying like, no, it's, it's okay to wait a week before, you know, whether it's a comic or a YouTube video and have something good. And I've caught myself, even though I have that mentality of, checking someone's you know website or checking someone's you know feed and going like oh man they don't have a new one yet and then you think joel it's been two days like <laughs> right right give, give yourself some time and so like I've, I've i've seen myself be on that other side of the coin now i'm not complaining about it publicly and i'm not giving them grief about it but it's just like you know when you when you have as a creator it's weird how you have like that 
the, those two sides. So when you're when you were deciding, you know, to either you know to dial back because you've had a family, or or to um, to f- like figure out the best schedule for you, were you looking to anybody else in the industry that was also doing that, or were you kind of bucking what you was a, were assuming was the trend? Um, well, I looked a lot at, at like kind of a. Well, poorly drawn lines was one that he does. I think it, he, I think he's still three days a week. I was like, I love his comic. It seems to come out like on a at a good amount of at a good clip, you know. So I was like, I could probably go to like a schedule similar to that, and it'll be okay, you know. And and my fans, the or my readers, not fans, whatever readers, <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> they they have been so great wonderful gracious like every time i've dropped down or like like hey i gotta take a break you know they have always been like awesome yeah that's fine totally fine it's all good you know as as cartoonist i i'm gonna i'm gonna backtrack a little bit i don't want to sound like i'm too harsh on people like hey don't be doing it every day you as a creator know your limits and what feels comfortable for your creation schedule however i do think too many artists put undue pressure on themselves to meet some kind of schedule that is really, since we're, most of us are self-publishing answer to no one, but the readers. And as a reader, as well as a content creator, I know that there is way more content for consumption out there than there, than there ever has been for me personally. And, uh, so, you know, it's okay if you don't come at me every day, bro, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, there there is so much content out there that like it is it is crazy to think like I got to keep up with all of it. Like that's yeah, impossible. Yeah. Can't, it's impossible. Just can't do it's it. Impossible. It's impossible, and uh, it yeah. I just I can't do it, man. I'll create content when it feels comfortable with me, and I'll make it. And hopefully, you'll like my schedule, and we'll be in sync, and everything will work out just fine. So, but you know. Also, no crazy people that hang out with Joel that you know draw something once a day. What is Joel? Why do they do that? Oh, is that is that healthy? <laughs> it kind of goes to my state of mind. I was like, "Who are you talking about?" You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> I know, yeah, I don't. I don't hang out with her, but yes, um, I I think. She's amazing, by the way. Yeah, and she's been knocking it out of the park lately too. Um, we're talking about Piper Thibodeau, uh, but I, I think that I think part of its habit. Right. Like, I think the other things that would happen when you're on that kind of a daily grind, if you're going to have other things in your life, it's like you have other things would move. The daily process, whether it's a painting or a comic, would not move. It would be the other parts of your life, whether it's, you know, hopefully not sleeping right, and eating, right. but, you know, other contract work or whatever, you know, like, I mean, for example, like I've got some stuff like podcasts and things that I do and they're, they're pretty... I don't want to say they're static, but they're, they happen on specific days and anything else that I have to do that day gets flexed around those, those podcasts. And I feel like hmm. when you're doing that kind of daily stuff, you, I know I've shied away from it. Like I'm, I don't even yeah. do a weekly yeah. comic anymore because I, I find it hard to justify the time even for right. a week, a weekly thing. Um, and I'm, I'm wondering because of like, because of this big content push that we're talking about, I'm wondering if we're going to start to see like an anti culture kind of come into <laughs> an anti- it. <laughs> an anti culture. Like I'm not publishing anything. Well, That's- that, that, or people go back to like, you'll get it when the book is done. Like, 
you know, you'd you'd have to start off, you'd have to make that transition. You'd have to have enough content online for people to be like, okay, I've read a hundred of his comics and, or her comics. And when the book is ready, I'll be ready. Um, Because if you don't have that, that bait out there, then you're not going to get anybody. But I kind of wonder whether we're going to start to see that that push of like, you know, I'm going to draw, you know, I'm going to wait, I'm going to draw these, I'm going to give myself some time, I'm going to do them when I can. And then I'm going to start publishing, you know, a a comic a week or or two comics a day or whatever, because they're all finished. Like it's all and just pre schedule everything and just do it in in chunks. Um, I'm just curious. I mean, it's, it's hard because you've got that Netflix mentality of binging everything and then you've got the, the trickle down it, effect of web comics. Like it's, it's a hard, I've been thinking about this got, a lot lately if you haven't been able to tell. And you, and you got, and, and I think this is less as a, uh, less of a, a movement and more maybe a movement amongst, uh, peers, because I think, you know, young people who are coming into this, Neil, uh, probably are, you know, just, coming in and are, are just so hungry to knock everything out that they're going to, they're going to go for it. And, uh, then, you know, I, I guess it's just different phases of our lives. And, yeah, uh, that's true. I think, I think it's, I think it's good. So Neil, how do you, uh, how do you navigate through this, this, this minefield of content out there to not be distracted by what you're doing? Because you, you, if, if you're still doing three days a week, that's still a pretty, pretty strong schedule, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, do devote a lot of time to it, but really like with, with the whole, um, trying to compete, like I, I've tried to move away from that mentality where I'm just like, I just want to draw what's fun and funny to me. And I try and keep up the schedule, but otherwise besides keeping up the schedule, the comics just bore me basically. At this time. <laughs> right. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Okay. So uh, how about, I want to talk just I've I've been talking about this for years with with memes that are out there oh, that yeah. seems to me to be like the most daunting uh, uh competition to comics. Comics were always just that way of seeing something quick, silly, little bite size, uh little break from the day, but now there's memes and everybody's creating them because you're not only competing with you know, a person who is a meme machine because there's no such thing. It's just people, you know, just everybody gets a chance. Everybody gets a shot at making yeah. a meme. Oh my God. The, the memes. Yeah. They, it's hard to make like, like any sort of impact with all that noise. Um, right. You do have some, there are some artists who like seem to be on that wavelength where right. they can just crank out like super shareable, relatable stuff you know and a lot of it's great uh but yeah for for me like i just try not to even be on that kind of wavelength you know like like i just want to make a comic that like it couldn't be a meme it's not necessarily the most shareable thing in the world like you're not just gonna see it on your facebook feed and like read it in a second you know like like i just want to make something weird and surreal that that not that you oh you got to think about it you know but right uh, maybe put a tiny bit of thought into it <laughs> i prefer i prefer the things that you don't have to think too terribly about i think it was uh uh i think i watched a documentary not too long ago it was in and stephen colbert was talking about uh some advice he had gotten which i think was amazing advice and i stole the advice and i'm keeping it uh is is uh don't hide your joke 
and uh, and I, I used to be really bad about trying to hide my gag, my joke. It's like, sure. oh, if it, if they have to, if the, if the reader or viewer has to find it, then they feel more satisfaction because they feel like they earned it. But that's just not true in most sure. cases. Interesting. Yeah. Mm, but yeah, I do like how. Like I said, I do like how the comic, uh, the other end, it, to me with, as a reader, it just it 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 takes me on this quick little trip, and then it, it it takes a left turn, and I'm like ah, and I'm laughing, and then it's like next, thank you next, yeah, right. My my girlfriend, my fiance, told me this morning that that Ariana Ariana Grande song, thank you next, uh, sounded like something else. Have you guys? It, what did she say? It sounded like something uh, like. I barely eggs and something bacon and eggs or something <laughs> bacon, bacon and eggs nice now I'm hungry I, right I mean I have to, I have to rack my brain like I have to google Ariana Grande to even know who that is <laughs> what all right I mean Shut I know up, the name back. but I mean for me to, go back to your polar vortex yeah well just, I know the name and I'd have to see it. okay yeah, yeah yeah I know who you mean now like, right. obviously I keep I keep on the cutting edge of, uh, of pop culture <laughs> but which is funny because it's funny that you bring that up because uh, it's something that you don't tend to do Neil like you it's all I mean the, the content that you're putting out there there's not a reliance on any kind of current pop culture no, yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of intentional, almost inspired by like Calvin and Hobbes and stuff where he's like, I think Bill Watterson was like, I don't want to put something out that like a year later isn't going to make sense. Mm-hmm. And like, right. not that I think that a bunch of people are going to be reading my comic in however many years, but like, I don't want it to rely too much on like any sort of pop culture stuff right away. Right. Well, I think it's good because it, it, well, it probably challenges you as a writer because a lot of times, uh, and I'm guilty of it, the pop culture jokes can be the easy ones. Um, yeah. when I first started, I know I did a, I know I did a, how I met your mother joke, which is not relevant at all now, but back then it was funny, <laughs> right? But it doesn't, but if you go to buy my book, which is, you know, five or six years old, then that doesn't make any sense anymore. Uh, or, or, or it wouldn't if you are new to comics and you haven't seen that show, right? Yeah. Um, it, so when it comes to that kind of stuff, though, like when you do sit down to write the gags, like do you do you write constantly? Do you write in in um, like a, a certain session time, or do you just kind of like draw and write at the same time? Um, it, it's it always depends. Uh, my most consistent thing is probably like right when I wake up, as I'm just lying in bed, I just start thinking of anything like chasing any sort of tangent you know Mm -hmm. and then usually something comes up and that's another thing that like i've tried to do for just my own sanity is just like while not much of my comic is 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 pop culture i don't i don't try and like make the comic a certain way you know like it's not like i'm i'm purposely going well no pop culture ever ever (laughs) it's just like i'm just gonna follow any line of thought that works Right. Go with that. So, Neil, it sounds like you just do what you want. I like it. That's that's. I try. I try. That's right. That's right. I like that idea because I also noticed that you you kind of pop back and forth between uh, uh, multi-panel, single-panel comics and that type of thing. Uh, When you're when you're writing these comics, uh, I don't know how much you put into it as far as thought goes. Do do you think about um, you know how many panels it's going to take and how 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 much do you consider that, or is it, or is it just something that naturally comes to you? Well, well, quite frankly, I'm always trying to narrow it down to one panel so that I have to work less on it. You know, ah. I can take less time. 
Um, like I've sat, I've, I've had like a 15 panel comic that I sat on for like three weeks. Cause I was like, I know it's going to take me like three hours to draw this and I don't want to spend that much time. So right. I think it's something shorter. So I'm right. always trying to narrow it down, but yeah, it's, there's no real rhyme or reason to, to however many panels. It's just whatever works. For I love the freedom that the internet allows us because, uh, that was back in the day that was, uh, Bill Watterson had a had a had a huge fight uh, with with the uh, with the papers and, and and the syndicate over, you know, how many panels was he allowed? And I'm not I, he he didn't want to take he didn't want to have to draw any of those stupid throwaway panels that you had to do because uh, some newspapers would cut off a couple of your panels in the beginning and you had to do like a little title card and stuff. So he he took a big stand on that and. Uh, and at the detriment of other cartoon, other new cartoonists, if possible, because he was demanding that his space be a very specific size. And as a result, uh, you could only publish so many comics on your comics page uh, for those for those pub- publishers at the at the end of the newspapers. So, uh, man, we don't have to worry about that all, at all now. We how many how many panels do you want? I, I'm going to I'm going to go oatmeal size this week. I'm yeah, just going to I don't know why someone would want to want to limit themselves with with like a certain panel length anymore with the internet right just, just go crazy whatever you want to do i love the creativity that that spawns from having uh, constraints but in lots of times uh, without constraints even better creativity because i i'm sure that you know a lot of cartoonists would fit their timing into a side of you know how many panels you got not to worry about that anymore don't do it oh yeah don't do it joel Although Just there is something stop. to be said for using certain rules, like sometimes if things are wide open, you right. get that like, uh, what am I going to do? It's that blank page syndrome. Mm. Sometimes just having like a, a handful of rules helps, oddly enough, helps you be creative. Right, right. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. I would, I would chime in and say the same. That's, that's why I continued to draw Starcrossed in a strip format long after, you know, the web was comfortable with, you know, any kind of format you wanted. Mm-hmm. And I, I just liked that, that challenge. Um, although it also kind of kicks you in the butt when things like Instagram comes out with multi-panel swipes and, and you're like, <laughs> oh, great, now I have to take this, this comic that was drawn and composed to be read horizontally in three to four panels and stack them one on top of each other or break them up. And you're just like, ugh. Like because it, it, sometimes it doesn't work because like, sometimes your panels are like two panels connected or the speech balloon goes over the break. Like, so there's, there's some, I think there's something to be said for the art of the comic strip and then there's a completely mm. different different beast where it's it's never meant to be that in that format it's meant to be consumed however whether it's vertically on a phone or horizontally on a laptop or in a book and i think that that's um it's in a book yeah when you're when you're doing your 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 comic neil do you do you consider what you'd have to do if you wanted to publish it later um i've, I've gone back and forth because like like I used to, I used to draw, um, for, to be read on a phone, basically. Like I wanted it to be, to look like that. And then like, like, yeah, it just becomes a nightmare of trying to format it for different, for different sites. And generally now I put a little bit of thought into how it might look on a different site, but I'm like, I'm drawing it for, 
for a web page. And if I need to make it work for something else, I'll figure it out. There you go. Yeah. That is that's experience speaking there. So, Neil, uh, we, we talked about several different platforms, especially social media, publishing or comics. Uh, I noticed that you have a pretty decent and healthy, thriving uh, community over there on Tapas, T-A-P-A-S, for those listening, tapas.io. Uh, is that the place to be? Is that is that is that the jam for, for the comics right now for you? Uh, well, I'll tell you. I used to I used to absolutely love Tapas uh, or top. It used to be Tapastic. Yes, Tapastic. Yep. That better. Yeah, me too. I did too. (laughs) But yeah, so I used to like 100% love that. It was a great platform. They were super supportive. Like some of the higher up people, like would they interact with me and other artists, and it was great. And then they made a lot of weird decisions, which I'm sure were financially focused. Like we got to do this, you know. And now they're focusing on novels and premium content and paid comics and all that kind of stuff. Um, So long story short, I. I think it's still a good site. Like to, if you're a new cartoonist, sure, throw it up there. But I don't put a lot of focus on any one platform anymore. You know? Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. We're, yeah. We, yeah, none of us really should be focusing on one specific platform unless we're finding great success there. But I like I, like your website. It runs on WordPress and Comic Press. Yeah. Does yeah. that still work? Yeah, it's uh, it's old school, but yeah, it works for me. Nice. Love it. How about your Tumblr? Did uh, did you get any strikes for uh, for adult content? Oh my gosh! They when they first did the switchover, I they were like, we flagged thirty some comics. And uh, I was, hmm. Okay. I went through. I don't have. I don't put any adult content. I might have a buttock in my right. comic, but right. uh, that's about as far as it goes. So I just went through and was like, nope, nope, nope. Review it. Review it. Review it. Review it. Review it. Uh, oh so frustrating so frustrating so i noticed but, that you're not on instagram is that just maybe not a link on your website or is that a decision yeah i am kind of back and forth on instagram um i'm on there just uh at neil coney um but but yeah i i haven't posted in like a year i think it's i think it's kind of like if you're if you're a new comic i would say go on Instagram like crazy. Cause I feel that's a good way to build up. But for me, it's, it can be a nightmare to format and put it up there and then mm-hmm. go. Through that. So I just don't bother with it. I might get back into it, but who knows? Right. We're not talking me and Instagram right now. Uh, yeah. Well, I think made- too that, that Instagram does not lend itself to the vertical scroll of work like yours. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it, it, it's a vertical scroll for when you're scrolling through with the multiple people that you follow, but not when someone's got a multi-panel vertical scroll comic to go to. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, yeah, it, it really limits like for cartoonists. I've seen a lot of a lot of comics succeed on there, you know, like especially the bigger ones, because the bigger comics are going to be everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I just it's not really worth it for me at this at this juncture, so. Uh-oh. Oh. Looks like I'm, whoop, whoop. Hold on a second. Hi, everybody. Hello. You guys Hello? still there? Nope. I, I lost everybody for a second there. Let me see. No. Oh. Right. You, oh. you never left for me. Oh, really? Well, good, then. Ah, perfect. <laughs> then ignore me. Continue the show. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I couldn't hear you guys, but that's fine. That's fine. We're Weird. back in. Uh, right. Good thing we had that backup recording because you can send me that and I can patch it in. Yeah. For what we missed. And Excellent. this will all be in there. <laughs> right. And it'll all be in here. Then I'll have to cut this part out. Whatever. Hey, there's one more th- uh, aspect of uh, of your business uh, uh, that, I, that I'm looking at here, Neil, and it's, it's Fiverr. How how Fiverr are you? Do you do you do that a fair amount still, or is that a Oh yeah, Just, Fiverr. Fiverr is a is a huge thing for me. I spend so much time on there because if you're for a cartoonist, like it is a great way to make money uh, while you're cartooning. You know, just I, I mean, you got to do what people tell you to draw, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's it's very nice. It's been uh, it's yeah, been, you like it. You like so, doing pretty kind of pretty good success here. I mean, you got you got all five star reviews out of three hundred and ninety reviews. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, your average, your level. average, love it. Your average response time is three hours. You freak. <laughs> so that, that goes up and down depending on the. Right. I've had a lot of people contacting me in the middle of the night. So. Oh. <laughs> Weird. It well, this is a, a freelancing website. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, and it's not, sorry, go, go ahead, Brian. It's not just for uh, cartoonists. It's lots of things. Any, anything, if you do little programming, if you do a little right. bit of uh, just about anything you think of is like little smaller micro, not really micro, but um, smaller transactions. Yeah, that's the thing. You, you start out like I started out with really small stuff, like just charging like five or ten bucks for a small drawing. But as you move up, like you can start charging a lot more and. And really build a nice little, nice little side business. Yeah, interesting. Because uh, I was going to ask whether it's professional rates. Because usually, usually when this kind of stuff comes up, whenever I dive into research, it tends to be leaning on the low side of, of things. There are they. There are people who charge uh, like a professional rate, and they act. They have a service now where you can like, uh, like. You have to take a little little comprehension thing. They have to review all your thing, and then you get a pro status. And and cool. those right. people change a huge amount. Yeah. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes that makes more sense. Um, so think, yeah, they don't. Uh, some people devalue themselves, but you don't. You certainly don't have to. Right. Right. Because I, I think I think I've seen an advertisement like maybe ahead of a YouTube ad or like or ahead of a YouTube video or something like that, and I didn't realize it was it was so broad. I thought. Uh, I thought the the service was on like building your own logo or something. So it wasn't like hire someone to build some build yeah. something. It was. Yeah, it, it was yeah, like. I, I know the one you're talking about. Their ad campaigns weird. Yeah, like it. It was really. I didn't. I, well, I'm going to look into it now because this actually it sounds interesting. If there's a range of rates and you can just like, well, this is my rate, and if you hire me, you hire me. If you don't, you don't. But if it's one more place for, you know, a cartoonist or or an illustrator that is freelancing on top of their own personal work to then get their work in front of more eyeballs. I mean, like that's always good. I mean, if if Fiverr doesn't charge you to have a, a profile, then I mean, why not, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Always, hey, you got to you got to keep moving. You got to keep shaking. You got to keep making that money. So because, I'm, uh, I'm curious, Neil, um, with all the moving, shaking and money making, like what what kind of stuff? I mean, without you know breaking any client confidentiality, but like, do, is it cartooning? Do you do like is it all is all kind of like related to the work that we would see on uh, Coney dot com? Uh, it's it really varies. Um, the vast majority is is a. Uh, 
social media profiles, YouTuber and podcaster banners and stuff. Right, right. And then gifts. So people will be like, draw my boyfriend, you know, stuff like that on a horse and things like that. Uh, I have like comics I've done. I've actually done like one or two full book projects where like somebody need to illustrate their full book. I've done a lot of book covers, um, just anything really. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. I like it a lot. Hey, speaking of making money, uh, we, I think we mentioned it briefly at the top of the show. Uh, you're working for Pencilmation. Uh, yeah. what, are, what you, what you doing over there with those guys? I am a storyboarder. So yeah, I'm working, working there. Uh, they send me the script. I do. It's kind of, it's kind of like a storyboard keyframe almost. And then, yeah, draw that up, send it to animation. They, uh, draw it up. Excellent. You can, uh, pencil, pencilmation, uh, you can see on YouTube. I've checked a few of those out. It's a lot of fun. Uh, is it, did that spawn from newgrounds.com? Is that, is that, or is that just another place they're at? I think he started, uh, uh, Ross is the, is the CEO, the kind of head of it, head of it all. And he started, I think he got, just got in the, the ground level YouTube. Like he started pretty, pretty soon after they started up and has built a huge chance. Yeah. Can't be that. I like I like huge channels and making money as an artist. That's always good times. So Neil, did we haven't really hit on uh, the artistic process yet? Uh, we had we had talked before the show a little bit about on the software and the tools you use. Uh, so tell us a little bit about uh, the tools you use to create yeah. your content. Yeah, so I run uh, Clip Studio Paint with my with my Wacom, a classic web comic uh, combo yeah, right right yeah now, what kind what kind of tablet you have there what you what you got what you're working with it's the wacom one of the one of the bigger ones i i got a new computer so i had to get a big one to go with it right <laughs> right that. now this is a is this the cintiq series or the intuos intuos yes yeah, yeah yeah i don't remember exactly what it's all called but yeah it it's a, it's a nice nice one. They did switch out the pen nibs though, which I'm not happy about. Right? Is it is it too slick? Too too? What was what's what's different about it? Well, I'm more not. I'm, I bought like 50 of them. 50 oh wow! Nibs, and then I got the new one, and they don't work with the new one. So <gasps> not too what? <laughs> Time to send that mess back. Oh yeah. That's a lot of that's a lot of nibs. Did I ever tell y'all about the time I went to? Uh, one of our, our conventions, we uh, we're on the Frog Pants Network. I work uh, slightly with uh, closely with Scott Johnson, uh, FrogPants.com, uh, and we have a convention usually yearly, and there's something called Nerdtacular. And I went there. I took my Intuos with me. I had the large, uh, larger Intuos, uh, and I drew a little bit while I was there. And then on the way home, I realized it was not with me. And uh, it still is not with me. And oh, no. Yeah, right. So that was that was like the five hundred dollar tablet. So I mean, it was it broke my heart then, but it, it encouraged me to get the thirteen uh, HD Cintiq, which I still have. Just I I like it, but I just I just I think I still like those Intuos a little bit better. It took me it took me so long to learn how to disconnect my mind from drawing. <laughs> One place, and then the line showing up somewhere else that 
now I have trouble with the Cintiq because it's got that little, you know, that little bit of difference. You know, it's just like it, between what you see in and what's being drawn. Ah, ah. Yeah. So frustrating. But I love it. I love all of it. I love all of it. So you create, you create everything digitally, or do you still go to the, you know, the old pen and paper to get started with little ideas and sketch out some thumbnails, or are you just like, ah, papers for suckers? It's pretty much all digital. I'd love to do like if I had more time, more money, all that sort of stuff. I would love to work with like India inks and all oh, the yeah. fancy pens. But I, I like that. Uh, I like the Control Z. I like the speed. Yeah. All that. Yeah. Nothing more disappointing than getting off your tablet after working for about four or five hours on it, and then drawing something on a regular piece of paper and realizing there is no Control Z. <laughs> that, that mistake you made is staying. Yeah, how many of you have done the Phantom Control Z? Oh, all the time. Traditional media. No, it's not working. Yeah, I've definitely, ca- it. definitely caught my brain. Ta- caught my brain doing that. So I we we got into it a little bit in in pre-show, uh, Neil. But um, what uh, what software are you using to uh, in in combination with the the uh, Intuos? Uh, pretty much just the Clip Studio Paint. I used to do a little bit on Photoshop, like I do lettering and all that there, but uh, I pretty much just, with the new version of Clip Studio, pretty much switched all over to that. Yeah, I was going to ask, if it, have you? did you train yourself on the, because I, I had the same problem. I loved the work bubbles that were in Paint Studio, but I, Clip Paint Studio, but I didn't care for how uh, the, the, I didn't care for how the, Everything was laid out as far as when you go, go to put the actual dialogue in. Uh, so if they, they've made some changes, some improvements. Yeah, well, and also, also I, I do mostly like hand lettering now. Um, ah. So it's, it's easy just to do it all in one place. Isn't it though? I've, I've, I've found that I prefer hand lettering as I, as I go along. It just seems to, it, it seems almost faster. It yeah. seems like there's, it seems like there's too many decisions when you're doing it by just typing it i don't i don't know it just seems I don't yeah know, it's, it's I'm, weird going back and forth a lot um but i've kind of settled on like just a really fast and scribbly way which right. seems to work well and people can still read it even though it's like horrible handwriting and <laughs> why not <laughs> i love that so one last thing we didn't talk about, uh, in addition to fiverr which you you can access and get to if you go to uh if you go to Coney.com, uh, you also have uh, a, a Patreon page where people can uh, participate there. What's the, what's the address for that one? Is it also Patreon.com forward slash Coney or is it? Uh, it's Patreon.com slash the other end, I believe. I see it now and you're right. It is the other end. So that's good. So what what promises did you make over there and what can uh, – what? What can people get if they become a patron? Uh, the main thing I do is uh, monthly Q and A's. So uh, yeah, I you, people the supporters will throw in like draw requests, questions, and I draw it all out, and it's it's always a lot of fun. Got some running jokes in there with the uh, with some patrons, so always oh. good good time. I like it. I like it a lot. Also, are there any upcoming projects like a giant book of well-formatted, the other end, comics that I should be looking forward to? Uh, I have a couple couple uh, 
kind of mini series that I'm working on, um, which I might be, re- I'm not sure how I'm going to release them when I'm going to release them probably in the summer. Um, right, right. so yeah, it's going to be like character driven story stuff, some, some sci-fi all still comedy, but, uh, yeah. So, so if people follow me on Twitter and such, I'll, I'll give updates on that. I'm sure as, as it gets closer. I want the new content. Also speaking of new content, whenever, uh, you're finding that uh, you got the the hankering as many cartoonists have from time to time. It's like, oh, my characters are getting, you know, they've already done everything together. Is it time to introduce a new character? Is it almost time, Neil? Well, <laughs> uh, I, I've I've been doing a lot of just just random random ideas lately, moving a little away from the character stuff. So I don't have anything anything on deck, but you never know. Right, we'll see. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be Poochie size, right? That's uh, that's oh, yeah. Simpsons. That's a Simpsons reference there, people. If you don't watch the Simpsons, and who does? I do sometimes. I find that the Simpsons have like one or two good episodes a year now. I yeah. know. I you just, can hate me if you want to. I love the love the '90s stuff. Can't can't. Really oh yeah. New ones. Well, you can't, you can't, you can't compare those two. That's 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 the you know recipe for failure there. I mean, but I'm just saying, there's still some good there. there it's like it's like really chewed gum. You know, every once in a while, you hit a little little sweet spot. Not much. <laughs> so do it. So Matt, with that chuckle, you want to introduce the last question? I will indeed. So. Who do our listeners need to know about? What artists do we need to be following? Well, a big, the my favorite artist online has got to be uh, Twistwood. That's his. That's his kind of online handle. Um, he doesn't have any current projects, but he did a comic that's discontinued, uh, Captain McBastard on Tapas. <laughs> And it is one of the funniest things I have ever read. He still posts some some work on Twitter and Instagram and stuff. Uh, and I'm anxiously awaiting a new series or something from him. Uh, I, I love this art style. Yeah. In the meantime, it is so good. It's great. Oh, Captain Mac Bastard. This makes me smile. I'm going to be laughing later. I can feel it. I'm putting that in our recommends. In the recommend bin, Neil, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with us and have a wonderful, lovely conversation and a little peek behind the other end. That's what's back. Yeah, it has been a pleasure. So where can people, where's the best place for people to keep up with you? Uh, You can always go to my website, which uh, theotherendcomics.com or coney.com or theotherendcomics.tumblr.com and then I'm on Tapas, Webtoons, Go Comics so whichever is your preferred platform Go Comics, alright, so you gotta deal with those guys too? Oh yeah, yeah Excellent, excellent I do like going to my Go Comics that's one of my go-to Go Comics when I'm wanting to really you know, consume the comics and the comics only, yeah it's nice. It's a nice straight you know, path to the comics GoComics.com is. I love it. All right, Neil, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, thank you, Joel Duggan of Starcrossed Online and Forge Publishing. Joel? 
Thanks, man. Uh, I am going to point people towards joelduggan.com. You can find Excellent. everything I'm up to. It's podcasts, links to social media. I mean, social media is usually just my name, but everything is there, uh, including a link to my Twitch stream where I've been doing some live art casts lately. So check that out Ooh. at twitch.tv slash joelduggan. Cool, cool. Also with us was Matthew DeSharma, Matt DeWad. Matt? Yeah, best place to find my work is right on YouTube. Just do a search for Matt Wad or Matthew Ducharme. I'm also on Instagram uh, as Matt underscore the underscore Wad. Cool underscore. Hey, follow me at the Brian Dunaway on Twitter. Uh, I've enjoyed our first episode back to Comics Coast to Coast for 2019. Thank you, Neil, for warming us up for what's going to be a great year uh, if you'd like to support the show head on over to patreon.com forward slash comics c to c and you can follow us on twitter as a group at comics c to c as well uh that's it i enjoyed my time with you i hope you enjoyed it as well and we'll see you guys next week
show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com.